Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. All right, so today we are starting yeah, um, a new series for the month of March. All right. What's the title? The ABCs of Biblical Prosperity. All right. You know what? ABCs of Biblical Prosperity. So um, normally, you know, I schedule this, um, this series for October, November-ish. All right. But God brought it forward. Yeah, God brought it forward. All right. And I think it makes sense to be this. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. Hallelujah. So today... Our first topic in this series is, is God's will is prosperity. God's will is prosperity. Not covetousness. God's will is prosperity. So, we will see in scripture that it is God's will for us is children to prosper. And we will see the difference between prosperity okay, and covetousness. Alright. Hallelujah. So there's this popular story. Um, it's not so popular. Midas, okay? You've heard about, the, about, it, about it before. Midas touch. Midas touch. That anything that touches turns to gold. So apparently it's a mite from, you know, um, 8th century BC, all right, before Christ. Um, that this particular king had so much gold, all right? He had so much gold, you know, everywhere in his house, in the basement, he has stored gold. So every day he would go and count. He liked his gold so much, he would go and count is gold, just, just boxed, you know, in having so much gold. But he still wanted more, all right? He wanted more and more gold. So, you know, one day, um, a being in white appeared to him and said, I grant you a wish, all right? And this, what, what was his wish? That anything he touches will turn to gold, all right? So he woke up the next morning and found out that his best friend had turned to gold. Fine gold, he was so happy. Right? So he touched his bed, his bed stand to gold. Ah, he was excited, he was happy, you know. So he ran, ran into the yard, into the garden, touching trees, touching everything, gold. It, just, it felt so good. All right? So now got to his room, to his, to his, um, to his um, living room to sit down to, you know, to wait for his, for his breakfast. So he picked up his book to read, book turned to gold. <laughs> All right? He brought him his food. He touched, <laughs> he touched the cup. The cup and the contents turned to gold. That was still fine, right? Now, the one thing he loved more than his gold was his daughter. So, as she ran to him to hug him and kiss him, as he just kissed him like this, she just turned to gold. Okay? So, <laughs> so it now became, when he got what he wanted, did he want what he got? Yeah. I haven't gotten what you want. Did you now want what you got? So fortunately for him, okay, the bean came back and said, you know, do you like your wish that was granted? Like, no, Keneko, Keneko, I, I want my simple life back, all right? My simple life of waking up in the morning, seeing my child, having my, my, my water to my meal without, you know. Okay, so he got, got, got back his wish and he went back to his, um, to his normal life. So this is the question. Okay, when you get what you want, will you want what you get? Is money everything? Is gold? We assume that, you know, what I want for my life is more gold, right? That um, 
when I have this amount of money, I will be satisfied. My life will be happy. All right? But life consists of much more than what we earn and what we have. Hallelujah. So, you know, in, in this aspect of biblical of, of prosperity, um, we've seen the church, like, like many other subjects, you know, um, where the church tends to go in different extremes. We sit in every area of church doctrine, all right? Sit in salvation, okay? Some people are on one side of it, some people, some people are on the other side of, you know, um, if I, if I, I'm saved though, if I'm taking in line now, and Christ comes, hellfire, all right? Some people are on the other side of, I'm saved, but I can do anything. I can even cause God. Well, I'm saved once, yeah? I'm saved forever. I can even tell him, God, I don't want you again. I reject you, and I'll still go to... <laughs> so there are different extremes of a simple doctrine. Even for Holy Spirit in feeling, all right? Some don't want to hear tongues. They think tongues has gone with the, with, with the apostles. All right? Well, some, they used to mimic, they used to, they used to, um, they used to choreograph tongues. So we go, like a rapping, you know. Yeah. So different extremes of simple Bible doctrine. Sometimes I look at myself and wonder, the Bible is easy to read. And sometimes they're not, even, they're, not, they're not even deep. Now, there are deeper things that may be controversial, that may be controversial, that may have to actually you know, bring a balance to. But there are some things that are so simple. But, you know, human beings try to human everything, even in Bible doctrine. All right? It's also in prosperity. Now, some say God doesn't want us to have anything, okay? That, you know, um, po- poverty is pious. You know, it's humility. All right? Yeah. Something, yeah, real life people. That poverty is pious. You know, it's humility. So they, so they, they tell God, God, keep him humble, we keep him poor. Talk, talk about their pastors. They tell God, pray. God, if you keep him, um, if you keep him humble, we will assist you. We will keep him poor so he can be pious. Some say they don't want any of the world's goods. All right? What is my question? Do they eat? Do they eat? Do they wear clothes? Hallelujah. While some are on the other extreme end, all right? Some are, some are places, people that you know, they believe everything is money. In fact, the money shows how well the work with God is. That money is grace, you know, that if you have, if you have money, it's the grace of God. I asked Nigeria on Twitter, um, celebrate secular artists, even the worst of them, and say it is grace. The Lord works in a mysterious way. Amen? So even the most stupid things, they attribute it to the grace of God. People will steal in Nigeria and give tithe. They'll take it to church. You can pay 10%. They give testimony. Amen. Someone will see a lot in his phone. Two million. God has done it. So, there are different extremes of a simple doctrine. Some believe that Jesus Christ was poor. Yeah. Some believe he was poor. That apostles were poor. So that we also could be poor. What is this scripture? Can you call a man that turned water to wine poor? A man that took five, 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 two fish and fed 5,000 people. Do you think he's poor? That topic is another day. So, okay, the full teaching on was Jesus poor. All right? Some people believe also that when he's prospecting the Bible, it's not material, it's all spiritual. 
This is my question. It just, it just amazes me that these simple things can become so controversial. It's quite sad, too. So we have in the body unnecessary arguments over what should be simple. All right? But we want to bring a proper balance to this conversation, okay, in the next nine, um, next eight plus today, nine summers, okay, all through the month of March. All right? Third John 2. So I saw something this morning, a popular Nigerian um, artist that is semi-gospel or gospel. Yeah, he's, he's a child of, he's a Christian at least. I respect him, I honor him, okay? He's not. Um, so I saw him, I heard something about him bowing to a very popular secular artist because <laughs> calling his success grace. What is grace? Is why people will steal money in Nigeria and say it's the grace of God. Yes, Nigerians do it. Nigerians steal. They actually do Yahoo and say it's grace. Hallelujah. It looks, it looks like a small, but it's a big deal. It's a cultural disaster that brought it to church. Whatever works. Whatever is mo- is brings you money and fame is the grace of God. Hallelujah. All right? People should be scolding with the word of God. We bow to them because they, they have money and fame. And, you know, we can even form religious and say, we can form good and say what they did was bad. What about us that these secular are your faves? They're the same thing. We're not exactly the same. Like your face, when we look at your playlist, they, they are the ones that are running through it. So, you are, are the person that did that behave, you are the same thing. Look of you, right? Hallelujah. All right, third John 2. Are we there? Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. So, this is John. Don't forget, the scripture is inspired by God. All right? This is Apostle John. John the Beloved. All right? Saying, talking to, 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 the, to, the, to the, you know, it's his audience and to us by the Spirit. That Beloved, this my desire for you is that you prosper in what? In all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. So, if God now was prosper, John writing this, and sinned against the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But God wants us to prosper, not in some things, in all things, and to be in health, just as our soul prospers. Now, some people see this and say, the prosper there is not material. People can be very ridiculous. <laughs> all right? Now make it worse or more interesting. Baba put in all things. All right? So what does this mean? The word, there is, um, the word prosper there is E-U, E-U-O-D-O-O, uh, um, pronounced, okay, Yodio. okay? It means to have a prosperous journey, to have a prosperous journey, to, you know, to walk through your journey on the earth, you know, you know uh, um, in prosperity, to have a good walk 
on the earth. So have a good journey on the earth. All right? Hallelujah. So can you, that means to be on the right path, to be on a profitable path, leading to real success, good fortune, where someone truly prospers or is prospered. Now, can you be said to be on a good journey on the earth if you have to beg to pay your bills? Hallelujah. Or you owe ye, you owe dear. For when I go, when I, when I go on, the, on the street, you dodge people. Mommy, listen here, you know. You should not see me. I owe that 5K from last week. Is that, a good, is that a good journey on the earth? No. So he says, I want you to prosper in all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. Number one, he wants us to prosper, you know, first within, then without. So it's first spiritual prosperity first. Before material prosperity. But we should have a good order of these things, okay? Just as your soul prospers. So first things first. Prosper within, then without. So we are not out to, to, to become without when we are not within. You will steal if you're like, if you're like a person, you will steal. All right? If you won't go further than you have gone in your, in your heart, in your mind, okay? You will steal. So we must put it, put it in, right, in right perspective, in right order. That first, okay, as our soul prospers, we prosper materially. So a healthy heart, a healthy mind, that, that you need with God's word, and right, with right secular tools, right, right industry tools, will prosper, you know, materially. Do you understand? Just as your soul prospers. So, you know, medical prosperity is, is not about um, having lots of dollars in your account, not about, you know, when you check your account, you have $5 million. Well, that's good, right? And it can, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. But that's, that's not what defines medical prosperity. It's not how much you have had in your account, how much you are storing up. It's not really about that, okay? It's having a prosperous spirit and soul, a healthy mind and body, and living well, okay? Having enough to live well and to abound in every good work. Hallelujah. Amen. Having enough to live well and to abound in every good work. Without the abound in every good work, without the abound in every good work, it's not a biblical prosperity. If I only amassed and I don't abound in good works, I'm not biblically prosperous. Hallelujah. So it's not about how much of your bank in your bank balance, okay? But that your needs are met, your bills are paid, and you are able to have a successful journey on the earth in what God has called you to do, okay? That is biblical prosperity. So it's not until I have a battle with my account, I'm prosperous. No. Christ, you know, had a money post where, where you know, where he had a money bag, okay, that Judas was manning, okay? But we're not told once that he had $2 million in the account. All she knows is that his bills were paid, you know, his needs were met, and he could give out to the poor. Hallelujah. So right where you are right now, you are prosperous. Why? Number one, you are a child of God. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. So we're just beginning to learn how to, how to manifest our prosperity in the material. We are already prosperous. I'll see that more as we go on. All right? So we saw Christ everywhere. Is this where he met? Bills were paid with or without cash. Some places use cash. 
Some places use divine favor. When you get, when you get to the city, tell them the master needs this ox or the master needs this space in your house. Okay. So in this way, met with or without cash. And some places, you know, this met with pure, pure miracles. Okay. When you, when you get to the sea, get the fish, open his mouth, bring out money, prosperity, man. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, it's beyond how much, how much you have in your account and all that. Is your needs met, your bills paid, and being able to abound in good works. Okay? And this is God's will for you. That you live well. Alright? Being able to afford your, being able to fulfill your government assignment, you know, material with material resources. They are not stuck, okay, from doing what you should do because you don't have funds to do it. Hallelujah. Are we good? Yes, Alright? Psalm 35, 27. Psalms 3, 5, 27. Psalm 35, 27. Are we there? Want to, do, want to go? Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the what prosperity of his servants. Look at that. God has pleasure in my prosperity. Hallelujah. Yeah. Nothing me, I'm wondering, ha, this guy bought new clothes. He become proud though. Hey, this is the account. One, hey, pride is coming. Amen. Ha! Told you a new suit. Hey, hey. <laughs> wow. Okay? He has pleasure in your prosperity. So, he's not out there thinking, tomorrow I'm going to prosper. Tomorrow I'm going to He has pleasure. So, his first will for me is I prosper. He wants me to live well. See, by right of creation, God owns all, everything on the earth. He owns everything. Now, who would you rather have them? Us or devil's children. Yeah. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 8 from 6 to 18. Deuteronomy 8 from 6 to 18. Would you please help me? It's a long read. Let's make it fast. Deuteronomy 8, NKJV, please. Deuteronomy 8 from 6 to 18. All right? Yeah. And then, Therefore, you shall keep the commandment of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and onion, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you shall dig Please copper. Pause. Can you see that? A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. This is God's will for us, okay? Please go on, understand? When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Okay. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment, his judgment, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, 
who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions, a thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. And you say in your hearts, my power and my might and the might of my hand have given me, gained me this wealth. Yeah, verse 18. And you shall remember, remember the Lord, Lord your God, God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So he said, you know, it's bring them to a land of abundance, of physical abundance. All right? By what spiritual abundance? That if you live right, if you walk with me, okay, if you are bound in my statutes, okay, if you are spiritually abundant, okay, um, you will live in my physical prosperity. Please follow me. And he said that when you now have these things, beware that you don't say, I have gained this by my strength. I worked hard for this. See, he says, you must remember, okay, Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth. Now, this is the way God works with us as children of God. That we cannot see our prosperity as the work of our hands. Nope. He wants us to be blessed by partnership with him. So, we walk, right? Okay? But beyond working, we are, we are, we are you know, we walk, we labor together with God. So that our prosperity is beyond just what our work alone without him can do. So, God will not have you say, my labor has earned me this. If you get to that level where all you have is what you think you earned, okay, you'll be, you have to that part in the wrong direction. Yeah, you'll be proud. It also means that God has no right to demand it of you. But way God works, God wants me to tell you that, my son, Tolu, I see your account five million. Transfer it to this person that needs it. And you'll be like, okay, you pay me, shall, but yes, we are together. Okay? Yes, that, that, that's how God have us function. That we don't see our resources as just being as alone, but that, you know, this one no, is, okay, my partnership with God that brought me this. Okay? But in all this, God is saying that I give you power to create wealth. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just watching you and seeing if you make it or not. No, I have power available for you to create wealth. That we can work together and I can shape your life. That we can start from where you are and we can build a future together of prosperity, of abundance. That you don't need to steal or cut corners. Walk with me, all right? Follow me, do my statues, okay? And we can build this up together. So God gives power to get wealth. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Are we there? Once we go, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. Verse 3, he shall be like a tree, planted by rivers of water, that brings forth his fruit in a season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You see that? That the man that walks in my counsel, he will prosper. This is the word of God, not to lose words. That the one that walks with God, he will prosper. 
Does it mean that in, in his account is $5 million? Maybe, maybe not. That's not the point. But he will prosper. He will see his life and say, oh, God is helping me. Now, there are people that grow up in families where you know from your parents' income, we go to law school. Who can relate? From what your parents were earning, you know that you meant to be somewhere selling food. But some of the children of you, all of you went to school somehow. Even when you don't know how your mom did my salary. So you understand? So it's not, it's not always about how much is in a bank balance, but that you will see the help of God all through your life. And as if you are wise also, you actually see it grow also in your, in, in your, in your resources. That you go beyond just, you know, being able to meet needs, okay, to being able to actually live well and to abound. But in every case, you will see clearly that God's hand is on my life. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to Isaiah 119. Isaiah 119. It is God's will that you prosper. Your father in heaven has no joy in seeing you suffering, in seeing you struggle, in seeing you in pain and in lack. No, it is his will that we as children prosper. Isaiah 119. Are we there? Once you go, if you are willing and obedient, shall what? Eat the good of the land. If you are willing, okay, and you are obedient, if you obey my statutes, Alright, if you willingly obey me and do my word, okay, you will eat of the good of the land. This is God's word, it's not man's word. Hallelujah. Someone say, I will eat of the good of the land. Proverbs 10 22. Proverbs 10 22. Proverbs 10 22. You know, in times when it looks like, you know, there's inflation, there's crisis, say good time back in scripture and tell yourself, I will eat of the good of the land. My needs are met, my bills are paid. I abound in every good work. I'm not stuck, I'm making progress. Hallelujah. Are we there? Once you go, the blessing of the Lord, look at this, makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. So, God, you know, wants us to abound. His blessing makes one rich that has no sorrow with it. Not the one that's looking over your shoulder. Have they come for me? You know, have they come for me? Living, 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 living in, in, the, in the world with fear, okay? No, his blessing makes rich and has no sorrow with it. When you don't cut corners, you just obey God. You sleep in peace, not one of... Ah, your phone is ringing, you cannot pick the call because you don't know the number, you don't know who is calling you. Out of fear of, you know, what you've done in different places. Hallelujah. See, see police come to your street, like, hey, have they come for me? Is it me they came for? Is it me SS is looking for? <laughs> Hallelujah. The blessing makes one rich and has no sorrow. That also means that this blessing does not make other people sorrowful because you are prosperous. Amen. So it means I don't ask people to prosper. It has no sorrow to me or to others. This blessing blesses people around me. Blesses my staff, my colleagues, my bosses, okay? All around me. Do you get my point? They are blessed along with me. We see that in Jacob and Laban. Okay? That as long as Laban was good to Jacob. Okay, what happened to him? Laban was blessed by Jacob's blessing. 
the blessing was making Laban also rich. Okay? We had sorrow with it. This also in um, um, Joseph in Pharaoh's house. The same thing. Okay? The blessing makes success, makes rich, and has no sorrow with it. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 11. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 11. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 11. Are we there? Want to go? Are we there? Yes, but I say this. Evil sows sparingly, will also reap sparingly, and evil sows bountifully, also reap bountifully. Verse 7. So le- let each one give as proposes in his heart, not grudgingly, for God loves, please use the mic, cheerful giver, okay? And don't use the mic. And verse 8. God is able to, to make, make all grace abound, abound toward you, you okay? that you, that you always have been all sufficiency in all, in all things. things. May, May have, have an abundance for every, every good you see that? work. Let's take it again, verse 8. And God, and God is, is able, able to make, make all grace abound, abound toward you, you. Okay? that you, you always have been all sufficiency in all things. things. May, May have, have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has, he has dispersed abroad, he has, he has given to the poor, poor his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Verse 11. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which consistence given through us to God. Hallelujah. NIV says, let's go to NIV verse 8. Second Corinthians 9, verse 8 in NIV. Second Corinthians 9, verse 8 in NIV. All right, want to go. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that what? In all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That's level now says, you'll be enriched in every way. So that what? You can be generous on every occasion. So we are not abounding to odd. Hallelujah. We are bound to be able to give out liberally. So biblical prosperity is that I increase not to odd, but also give even more. I am bound to give more. To help more, to serve more. All right? But this is God's will for you. That His grace is applied towards you, okay? So that having all you need, you're able to live well and to abound in every good work. This looks like in Deuteronomy 8:18 that God gives you power to create wealth. The same thing. Grace to create wealth. Hallelujah. So this is God's will for you. And this simple is clear scripture. Okay? It's not deep, it's clear. Hallelujah. Again, it says, having all that you need, you'll be able to live well. How do people read this and say, it's not in the Bible? How clear can it be? Philippians 4.19. We have to help ourselves to, to, to abuse our minds from strange doctrines. Some of them are strange. Strange doctrines. And they can appear. You know the funny thing about this? Someone will teach false, false doctrine and tell you to, to wear false doctrine. And they can be the loudest people saying it. They can be the loudest saying it. And like, 
Isn't that, that's, that's what a man, meme, as in Salaman, Salaman. Can't you see, you know, it, ah. I believe in the simplicity of God's word. Now I'll take God's word simply. You have peace of mind. Simply. All right? Proverbs 419. Sorry, Philippians 419. Philippians 419. Look at this. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Paul said this in a context of material needs. So, they blessed, they blessed material, they blessed him with, with resource and all that, and he prayed, my God will meet all your needs. Not spiritual needs, material needs. So it is God's will that your material needs be met, and he wants to help you in meeting them. It's, it's not passing towards, 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 towards material success. He's there, helping you, providing you grace, opportunities, favor, ideas, innovation. Telling you, oh yeah, work harder now. Wake up, wake up, wake up, read, read, read. Wake up, you've tried, you have slept enough. Wake up, read. Wake up, finish that, finish that project. It's, <laughs> it's giving you, it's urging you on to get stuff done. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 8 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. This one is to cause fight. Okay? Second Corinthians 8 9. But again, the, the context of that chapter is material prosperity. Where Paul told them about, about, about giving and all that is material prosperity. We say, read, this, read the Bible in, in context, right? Read it in context. Uh, the context of 2 Corinthians 8 is material prosperity. Verse 9. Want to go. For you know, because of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. If we we'll say the truth, is material prosperity. Christ was always rich. He owns the heavens, he's the creator of all things. He came to the earth also. Prosperous. All, in, all his things were met. In fact, when was a child, people brought him gifts that were worth a lot of stuff. So he, he, didn't, he was, not, was, ever, was ever poor. All right? All his all all things were met. When was he poor? On the cross. Stripped naked, stripped bare. All right? At that point, he took a poverty so that we can take his riches. Hallelujah. So that, so, that, so, that, so that God can supply all our needs. According to his words, which is the glory by Christ Jesus. So it became poor that which is poverty might become rich. That we can have all our needs met, all our bills paid. So Christ paid the price for my prosperity. Christ paid the price for my prosperity. So I must then begin to learn how to work out my salvation in this area. It is in me already, my spirit. Okay? I must learn, like my healing also, and my only living. The same process. I must learn how to live it out into my daily experiences. So, I'm not a poor man. I'm a rich man learning how to live out my richness for my riches. Hallelujah. I'm not a sinner. I'm what? Righteous. Learning how to live out my righteousness. I'm not, I'm not the sick. I'm the healthy. You get my point here? The same process. He became poor that I, through his poverty, might become rich. So I must tell myself, in those times when I feel, you know, when the account is, is, is down, you know, and my needs are not yet paid and all that, I must remind myself where I am in Christ. Christ took my poverty so that I can take his riches. This is not, this is not where I am. This is not the end of me. 
This is not how my future will continue to be. No, this, this is not how to be tomorrow. I will grow out of this. Do you understand? I must see my future something better. I might look little today, right? But I must not let myself become little in my mind. Hallelujah. I must see myself as Christ sees me. The one he has given grace to create wealth. Hallelujah. All right? We said radical prosperity is not be covetous. It's not the same thing. God doesn't have any interest being rich. Okay? But we won't have us be covetous. All right? Some people just want to make more money. All they live for is more money. They will do anything to make more money. Okay? But if you're going to be trained of God, there will be prosperity without being covetous. We must put first things first. Spiritual things first. Hallelujah. Kingdom purposes first. Okay? Our work with God first. We must esteem things of God above every other thing. All right? So, having money is not the problem, okay? But it's wrong for money to have you. When all you do is about what brings me more money, God says, go left. You know. Well, convince yourself that you should go right because right looks like more money now. Like lots. Okay? He picked where it looked good in his eyes. Amen. Alright? So, esteeming things in, in the right estimation. You don't live for more money. Yes, God will bless you, right? But you must put first things first. Kingdom purposes first. My assignment first. My calling first. What is God saying? First. Righteousness first. The gospel first. God will not have you make money your master. Money seeks your heart. Hallelujah. Money seeks to master you. You know why? We deal with money every day. When they want their money, money, money runs the show. So money, money is, a, is a big, is a big, is a big, you know, it can be a very bad, bad master. Hallelujah. So it will not have you, you know, to live for your own consumption or your own lust. We must put first things first. First Timothy 6. From verse 3. It's a long read. We have to rush it. First Timothy 3, from verse 3 to 19. Okay? Let's make it fast. Will you help me? Let's make it fast. First Timothy 3, from first Timothy 6, 3 to 19. Are we learning tonight? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Verse 3. Okay, go. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent, consent to awesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords Confidence. with godliness, is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments, over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt mind, and destitute of the truth, yeah. who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such, withdraw yourself. Pause. There are those that suppose that godliness is merely a means of gain. So all they are thinking is, how much money will this bring me? Amen. 
So Amen. in your work with God, though, it's issue they are doing calculation. How much will this bring me? So yeah, 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 it's, not, it's, it's not that God cannot bless you in the scripture, but that people live for the material things alone. They won't go as far as, as materializing the gospel. So if I pray for your healing, drop offering. Yeah, people do it, even nowadays. All right? If I give you a word, word of knowledge, how much do you drop in your account? So he's saying that from such people, withdraw yourself. People that live for the enemies alone. Please go on. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Hmm. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we, we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through, through with many sorrows. This. See, it's why we must desire the blessing that God brings. See, if you know the blessing and seek to work with your power to create wealth, you will tend to love wealth. You understand? You will tend to, to put much premium on material things. And you will intend to cut corners to get it. He says, those that desire to be rich, they will likely fall into serious temptations. Those that have this burning hunger, I must make money at all costs. My parents were poor, grandparents were poor, I, will, I, can, I, I have nothing I must do. Someone around here, people say things like, you know, uh, my, my grandfather was clinical, clinical, my father, this year, yeah, we go to him because. We can't all be poor together. So those people will fall into snares. So we must put a desire for resources on that light of God's word. God comes first. Kingdom first, okay? Kingdom first. So that it begins to, 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 to help us to gauge and guide what we do, how far we go to get it. I can, I can say, I will lose 5 million if it's not God's will. I will lose 20 million if it's not God's will. 20 million is not because I'm not going to do it. If I have to still to get it, I will not get it. If I have to just change one small zero, I don't, won't catch you. You get my point here? Otherwise, you will fall into snares that will trap you. That will trap, that will trap you there. Says, For the love of money is a root. Not the money, you, the love of money is a root of many evils. All right, verse 11. Please pause, pause. It says, verse 10. Let's go together. For the love of money is it's a root, root of, of all kinds of evil, evil for, for which some have strayed from the faith in their goodness and, and pierced themselves through with many, many sorrows. sorrows. So I've ended in brutal sorrows by love of money. Brutal, painful sorrows. Ended in tears. It's look good and then tears. I see people that earn so much billions and they're now in jail. All the money gone. Yeah, I mean like that, quite a few, a few cases. They amass billions by crooked ways and all that. And they're now in jail without the money. Lost jail. All right, so, see, this, this, this don't start at that point. It started from when they were, you know, at this stage. Without the money yet, I must make money at all costs. I must make money. So, 
check your heart right now from now. How much of how much desire, how much weight do I put on material things? Does it have me? How will you know if it has you? Check your account statements. What you do with your money? Check your check your statements. What you do with your money? You will know if wigs have you. You know if bags have you, or if shoes have you, or if gadgets have you. Well, what, some, some, some what? iPhones have us. Not me, shall we get my point? Some people, when there's a new iPhone, they must buy it that same day. Before they go out, queue and they get to buy it. Check what they give God. 1%, 2, 6%. What what they give themselves, what they give their shoes, check. Their bags, check. That is check. You you will see that money has you. Because one day you'll do more than that. See, if we train ourselves, not be confessionals, give to Jesus. Where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. So I can train my heart to be in the gospel by putting my time and money there. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't point fingers to anybody and say, ah, you know, no, no, no. Check yourself now. What are you doing with your resources? If you are doing half tight, you're on the way. That kind of, you're on the way, that kind of, yeah, you're on the way to that kind of behavior. You're on the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. You know, the, the man that Christ told God, you know, can't sell all your other to the poor. He could not. That money is his life. Yeah. What's God doing for him? Free yourself of shackles of the whole money has on you. Money, no Christ, Christ, you think everybody's going to give you their money. But him, Christ knew that this guy, money has him. Money has, this one's problem is that money has him. So his freedom was to what? That money, deliverance, give it away. You know, next thing, the disciples asked Jesus, ah, okay, this guy can give out all his money. What's about, what's about our, our, our old buy? Let everything follow, let everything follow, let everything, father, mother, everything to follow you. What's our hope? What do you tell them? Let others follow me, I will bless you in hundred folds. That I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you poor. I'm trying to show you true riches. I'm not out to impoverish you, but to show you true riches. Money that has no hold on your life. It's not choking your neck. Some people, you have billions of naira. Of, if, if that money should drop, it just drop from, from 4 billion to 399. Sleep has gone because it's no longer around to go. Money has them. Hallelujah. So it's not out to impoverish us, but to help us to put money in its rightful place. That true riches is a blessing of God. It does not have a chokehold on you. Okay, let's go on. Verse 11. But you, but you, O man of God, flee these, these things, things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate that he keep this commandment without spot blameless unto the Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only 
potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present age not, not to be haughty, not, not to trust in but what's in living, living God, God who, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Do you see that? He did not say command them to go and be poor. No. Say command those who are rich in this present age to not be haughty, to not be proud on their resources. To not trust in riches. Not trust in, not, not trust in, in, the, in, in what they have. This is uncertain. It can go. But they put their trust in the living God that what gives us rich sleep. All things. So it says, if your eyes are on me, you'll be fine. If your eyes are on things, it's risky. It can vanish and you'll be in trouble. If your eyes are on me, even, even if things look like they go down, they will come back, you'll be fine. I will take care of you. Who gives us richly, richly, not poorly, richly, richly, all things to enjoy. So God wants you to have things, but things must not have you. Hallelujah. So big big is, is having a lost desire for lost food desire for material possessions. Loving money, loving things. It is seen in putting things ahead of God. Things ahead of the kingdom. So, when you're conversious, you just want to have more, more, more. And to give out of that skinning God is adding you. Conversiousness. Don't mind my picking language. Adding you, you understand? Megarit. All right. It's showing you've been able to do unethical things for financial gain. It's showing not obeying God's leading for financial gain. You know. That's why you prayed. God said this thing, don't. You know. You know, but that thing is paying the bills. Conversion. You are conversion. It's not you have millions for your conversion. People think it's when you blow. When you have so many. No, no, you can be conversion on, on, on 5K. You can be conversion on 2K. When you fight for money, when you fight on the road for money, even if it's 500, you are conversion. So it starts from now. You, you kill it now, not when you have millions. Hallelujah. The desire to have everything now. You cannot wait for it. I want that phone now. I want that shoe now. It must be now. So you do everything to have it now. If you don't have it now, you'll be depressed. You're conversious. Those, those things have your heart. No, no, after that one is. Those not have it here, but they already have his heart. Those not have it here too, but they already have his heart. Some people say, when, when I become prosperous, I will stop stealing. Ask Desiani. You buy good bread, do <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you don't wait till then. It's from now that you kill that God, I will live in true riches. In the blessing you bring. And I'll be content with the blessing you bring. Hallelujah. All right? So, prosperity is spirit, soul, and body. Spiritual prosperity first. A healthy mind, renewed mind, and then material prosperity. Not money, 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 money. Money is, you know, at the bottom of it, okay? First things first, a heart right with God. A walk right with God. So, we put kingdom things first. 
All right? Kingdom stays first. Okay? We don't serve man. We serve kingdom. And we use money to serve God, not the other way around. All right? Let's go to Luke 12. From 1521. Luke 12, 1521. Luke 12, 15 to 21. Are we there? Are we there? All right, let's read together. Let's make it fast. And he said to them, take it and beware of covetousness. Look at this. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Look at this. Verse 16. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he talked within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, chill, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So is he that lives to amass, that lives to amass. One day we die and leave those things. What will happen to those things? Amen. So we don't live for more, 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 more enemies. No. Hallelujah. We live for kingdom, for impact, for influence. Then things follow. Value first. And then it's not just merely to end, to end. Since a master doesn't, doesn't consist of the things. In, so you are more than your bank account. You are more than your, 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 your gadgets. You are more than your car. You are more than your wig. Hallelujah. You have more, your life is much more than the things people can see. So it means also that you don't let what you don't have yet to tension you, to choke you. Not feel small because you don't have money yet or God, calm down. Your life is more than what you possess. So the maturity means that you see yourself by this you have. You are carnal. You feel big today because you have money. You are carnal. You're now broke, now feel small. You are carnal. So if what you have determines how you feel about your, about your life, you are acting very carnally. Your life is more than what you have. Your value that you're a child of God. Hallelujah. You are doing the will of God. That should, that, that should bring you your sense of identity, your sense of what? I'm God's child. I'm doing his will. Amen. He says, so is he. And that does what? Lays up treasures for himself, but he's not rich towards God. All he cares for is what he earns, what he gets. He's not rich towards God. Matthew 6. Verse 19 21. Matthew 6, from verse 19 to 21. Are we there? Are we there? Want yes. to go? Do not live for yourselves, treasures on the earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where things break in and steal. 20. But live for yourself, treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys. And where it is not breaking and steam. 
where your treasure is, there your heart will also, you see? Where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. So don't just live for earning, earning, earning. Okay? Live for kingdom. Put your resources, your, 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 your heart in things of the kingdom and your heart will follow suit. Invest your time, your energy, your resources in kingdom stuff. Your heart will follow your money. Glory to Jesus. Verse 24. Verse 24 to 34. All right, let's go together. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love, love the, the other, other, or, or else, else he will be loyal to the one and despise the, the other. You cannot, cannot serve God and mammon. 25. Therefore, Therefore I, I say, say to you, do not do worry about, about your life, life. What, what you will eat or what you will drink, drink nor what, about, what your body, about your body, what, what you will put, put on. Is not life, life more than food and the body, body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow shown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after, all, for these after things, all these things, the Gentiles, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. things. But, but seek but first the kingdom of God, kingdom of God and, what? and His righteousness. And all these things be shall be added to you. Therefore, therefore, therefore do not, not worry, worry about tomorrow. About tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about, about its own things. things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Hallelujah. So he says, I will take care of you. Let me take care of you. Ow! Oh, put your heart kingdom first. All these things will follow. We don't seek these things. These things are fruits of we seeking kingdom first. These things follow us. If I follow it, I'm saving mammon. If it follows me, I'm saving God. Mammon is saving me. Do you understand? Money is a good slave, a bad master. Kingdom first. Kingdom first. Kingdom first. My heart is on kingdom first. The gospel. What God has sent me to do impact, influence in our world. The resources will follow. When value goes in, money comes out. When value goes in, resources will come out. So, value first. Solve problems first. Be more about solving problems. Amen? Kingdom fruits. Impact than money. So, you don't steal. Amen? So, the way God blesses us is first, a renewed heart that puts God first. And then things follow. If we enjoy true riches, our hearts have to change to what we see resources. If I would disobey God's leading for money, I'm serving mammon. If 
for comfort, I'm serving mammon. Hallelujah. First Timothy 2, 9 to 10. First Timothy 2, 9 to 10. First Timothy 2, 9. Are we learning tonight? Yes, First Timothy 2, 9 to 10. Are we there? In like manner also, do you, that the women adorn themselves a modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but that which is prosper for men confessing godliness with good works. Now he's saying this. The idea is that, that, you know, that your sense of value should not be in what you own, what you wear. Amen. Should not be in your hair, your wig, your phones, your car. Your sense of what should not be in those things, but in being a child of God and living the Christian life. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. 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 So sometimes you can open your wardrobe and see, oh boy, I'm covetous. Ah, the milk It creeps in subtly. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. All right. Are we there? Want to go? Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what command do to me. Look at this. He says, Don't be covetous. Be content. Okay? Because he will not leave you, he will care for you. Be content. Don't even worry about things. Don't let your lack make you depressed or make you steal. No! He will care for you. Let him that sits to the more. Let him work with his hands so he can have enough to live well and to give. Hallelujah. So God will take care of you. Yeah, I like that. You will have these things, but these things must not have you. Meaning that you must be able to give these things up for the gospel. If I cannot tight. I'm showing vital signs of ill health or consciousness. Vital signs. If I can't give 10%, what can I give? If I can't give 10%, what can I give? Sincerely. What can I give? Hallelujah. It means that was we able to leave everything and follow Jesus. That God, this is this way God, God, God wants to be. That if I tell you, my son Tolu, leave everything you have owned, you have made, give it out. That I can say, God, if it is you, I will follow. So God did this to Abraham. The promised child. Abraham had longed for this child for 25 years. 
all his life actually, longed for this child. This child was the crowning of Abraham's blessings. Abraham said, I have, I have all these things. It just remains a child. God then gave him the child. What happens next? Child I gave you, give him back to me. That was the ultimate test. That, can you give me back what I gave you? Or will you say, no, my labor earned this. I ain't giving anyone by. Just, just 22. Verse 14 to 18. Where is here? The ultimate test of where our art is is that can God make a demand on what he has given me? Can God make a demand on what he has given me? All right, are we there? 22, 14 to 18. Yes, 22, 14 to 18. So it happened here. Abraham took his child, Isaac, to sacrifice him, and God, you know, said, Don't bother. You know, there's a ram there. Sacrifice the ram. Okay? So verse 14. Want to go? And Abraham called the name of the place. The Lord will provide, as they said to this day. And the amount of the Lord it shall be provided. 15. Then the Lord called to Abraham second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not we tell your son, look at this, your only son, there is a recognize it, your only son, 17, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply your descendants, at the sand of the heavens and at the sand which is on the seashore, and the sand shall possess the gate of the enemies. 18, in your seed of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So God is saying, I don't impoverish people. I make them better. Amen. I don't make them poorer. I make them better. So they might give now. They might serve me. Out of, out of, even in discomfort. And it looks like they have lost. No, no, but over time, you will see that they did not lose. They didn't lose in life. Sometimes obeying God can be costly. Yeah. And be cheaper ways to live your life. God says, no, this is your route, not that. So yes, with tears in your heart, I do the will of the Lord. I choose the will of the Lord. Lord, is paining me, but I trust you. I trust you. As Abraham got up early in the morning, before he changed his mind, took his son, let's be going. Prompt obedience. What, what did God tell him? Because you have done this, no, he didn't, he didn't kill that child, though. God not him to even do it. Just the attitude of, Abraham will do anything for me. God, 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 God doesn't, doesn't take my sacrifice. doesn't take it. But speaking in Abraham's context, in Abraham's day, that, that's, that's the kind of lifestyle. So, Abraham got it. Hallelujah. In blessing, I will bless you. So, God is saying, all right, that true riches is being able to trust me with everything. Knowing that I give power to create wealth. They can walk with me today. It might look as though it's not working yet. But you know your heart. I'm doing God's will. I'm content to work out just fine. Hallelujah. True riches is a art after God, not after things. And my God will then supply all your needs. Can I rise this evening? God, I choose your will.
I choose your way. I choose true riches. I choose riches that come by the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and has no sorrow. I choose your way. Are we praying this this evening? I choose your way. I choose obedience. I choose to put my trust in you, not in things. I choose to put kingdom things first. My walk with God first. Service to the kingdom first. I put you first. It will show in how I spend my time. It will show in how I live my life. It will show in how I obey you. How I promptly obey. It will show in my, my, my work ethic. It will show in these things. I choose the way of the Lord. I choose you over things. I choose you over things. Yes. I know I will have things, right? But things will not have me. Things will not have me. I will not live to, to just amass. No. I live to do the will of the Lord. I live to do your will. I live to do your will. I know you are blessed. I know, right? But Lord, those things don't have me. You have my heart. You have my heart. You have my heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So, that matter was named Jireh. The Lord will provide. It was unlocked when Abraham got to the point where Abraham could give God anything. So, the level of Jireh that you don't unlock, it gets to a point where God becomes your everything. That things don't have, things don't have you anymore, God has you. And you will do anything for God. That, that's when you fully unlock Jireh. Father, time we thank you for your word. And we grow by these things. Our hearts are changed, you know, to live right, to be good stewards of things that are given unto us. Our hearts, you know, puts first things first, the kingdom first, righteousness first, and all these things we had added unto us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>